0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. How can the Hawks avoid eating red velvet before Thanksgiving?
1: Yes, and the Falcons are gonna have to deal with a beast who is back in the district. How is Arthur Smith gonna handle that? And what is Dean Pease going to do with the daunting task of handling some other players on the other side for the commanders?
0: Last but not least, who would you like to kick it with on Thanksgiving? That's all coming up next on ATL Day 1s. It's a Hump Day Wednesday. Let's go, baby.
1: This is ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: Thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. And guys, if you're tired of listening to us on a mobile device and you want to see us on a big screen, go out and check out Amazon Fire and Roku. We are there. Just download the Lockdown Sports Atlanta app and we'll pop right up. Really appreciate that. Today's episode is brought to you by ATL, brought to you by not, not by ourselves but bet online is brought to you by bet online and we thank bet online for for checking us out and being the noble sponsor that they are really appreciate that from universe I got a little information got a couple of numbers for you a little bit later on but first we have to talk about the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Sacramento Kings T and and the, the the big question I think the big turkey question as we get ready for thanksgiving uh on a wednesday for this game tonight i believe is what kevin herter are we going to get are we going to get you know red velvet or are we going to get cave Vaughn are we going to get kevin uh like which kevin are we going to get uh, what's Kevin heard are we going to get tonight against the sacramento kings
1: well deandre hunter is back so we're getting a little bit of help on the wing Maybe it's a possibility, and I expect DeJounte Murray to have a bounce-back game as well. If those two do what they need to do, then, yeah, you're probably talking about seeing Kevin. However, (laughs) if it's a situation Situation. where they don't send help, then you are going to either see Kevon or you are going to be eating slice on top of slice on top of slice of red velvet at State Farm Arena tonight because dude is averaging seven made Three pointers a game. Yes, you heard me. Seven, oh, eight threes a game. Yeah. That's how he's rocking in Sac in now these days.
0: And Sacramento Kings are coming in on fire. They've won seven straight. T. They're shooting thirty eight percent from three point, and we know how the Hawks. <laughs> Struggle mightily, at least to start off games right. with teams who shoot the three well. Because that Boston Celtics game—that's the thing that first came to mind when I started, mm. you know, checking on and trying to doing some little uh, research as far as this game coming into this game. And I was just like, man, this could look like that first half of the Boston Celtics because those dudes come out and they just shoot, they shoot. and they mm-hmm. make those doggone three pointers, and like mm. they almost—you almost, almost want to force them to. To run them off the line to you know maybe force them to go take it to the basket or or, or shoot that mid range game so mm-hmm. but i think the hawks are gonna have to be very careful because we don't want to see a situation like we saw up in cleveland with the darius garland and donovan mitchell because lord knows uh De'Aaron fox and kevin Kay- and kayvon they can get busy if the hawks could come out slipping
1: exactly so you have to have a strong start from trey young and Dejounte murray on offense and the reason i right. say that is because make you can make Fox and herder work. They're yeah. not exactly. We know Herder is a defensive liability. That's a part it's of the problem why he was traded. The keep it up. Keep it up. up. A yeah. <laughs> so make that dude work on the other yeah. end of the court, so you can at least affect his ability to shoot from three, and do the same thing with De'Aaron Fox. Obviously, he's a little bit better of a defensive player, but not by much. So if you can get those guys to really work on the defensive end. That should do to them the same thing that happened to you in the game Monday night against the Cavs. So, yeah, just give somebody else the medicine that you were given, and I think it will be fine. But again, I think having DeAndre Hunter back is going to help with that perimeter defense. And when you need to, then you can plug in A.J. Griffin to kind of give you that perimeter offense
0: absolutely and and I, and I think that the hawks looking after that performance that they had on the road i think coming back home you know and we know the building is going to be super packed because we found out before the show that uh everybody trying to get busy tonight in yes. in a lot of ways so, you know i'm not going to get specific on that because you know that's their business they grown they want to do their thing you know the, before the holiday i totally understand but we will definitely have an eye on that game tonight both with trey young and you know, um this Jante Murray, excuse me, are able to get that bad boy going in the house, yeah. get that dub and, you know, ruin the uh red velvet homecoming. We don't want them eating no red velvet before the, before the day, before the Thanksgiving day. We don't want that. But I think the main thing, though, T, that when it comes to on the other side of it, off the court, I think a lot of conversations have been happening as far as with John Collins being traded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people feel a lot of ways about that. We've talked about on this show how, we don't necessarily want him to be traded, but it right. may be time to pull the trigger just because fresh start. You know, um, there was an article in Athletic about specifically that. You know, John mm-hmm. Holliger, uh, uh wrote a, a a nice article, a nice piece about how, hey, it might be time for JC to get a fresh start. And that's kind of where we are, too, on this show. Uh, I think it's okay for me to kind of speak for you on that, T. Mm-hmm. But I think the, main, the one thing that I did find interesting is that Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype, Mm-hmm. is reporting that we already know about the trade talks, but he said Bogdan Bogdanovich might be the guy that the Hawks may be looking to move move mm-hmm. on. And I think that that is something that I found kind of interesting yeah. because we know how initially the initial reports were that the Phoenix Suns were interested in John Collins and kind mm-hmm. of find out that from a contract standpoint, they might not necessarily be interested in that, but Bogdan Bogdanovich is—he might be that guy that they are interested in—and I think that the Suns have a guy, and Jay Crowder, who they've already agreed that like, we're going to trade you. Yes. We just got to find out who it is. And then I think that—that that I think the money might might be close to it. And you know, in the NBA, the salaries got to be close. But I think that you got a three and D guy and Jay Crowder. You got mm-hmm. a guy in Bogdan Bogdanovich that you're not getting anything from right now. I think that might be the move that Landry Fields and Travis Lang may need to consider.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if I would give up Bogdan Bogdanovich because you still have not solved the issue of perimeter shooting. And yes, we expect at some point Trey's going to get hot and we expect at some point, hopefully, uh, that one of the Holiday Boys gets hot and A.J. Griffin is showing what he's worth. So I think you've got to keep Bogdan Bogdanovich unless in a three-team trade, there is another guy that you can get who is a sharpshooter who you can just pull off the bench and say, just go to work. And literally shoot you back into a game. I agree with you on Jay Crowder. I still think he could be a good piece to swing the Hawks way. And John Collins can either, well, he would swing to the third team because the report has been consistent even from the summer that the Suns aren't necessarily interested in him. He doesn't really fit their system, but they've also always been a part of the conversation about a trade. And the third team is a toss up. It depends on who you talk to as to who that third team might be. So I would prefer that the Hawks keep Bogdan Bogdanovich unless somewhere in that three-team trade they got a sharpshooter who can do the same thing as Bogey but maybe is less of a liability as far as injury goes
0: yeah and I and I think that they probably I could see um Travis Slank not being willing not willing to be willing to pull the trigger because of you know, just what Bogdan Bogdanovich brings to the table. And I think that AJ Griffin may ease that pain. I like mm-hmm. what I see I've seen from him um, yeah. so far. Like the more he plays, the more I start mm-hmm. to like him. So I think yes. that's a very good thing. <laughs> um, so but I think as far as from a, a wing standpoint and having you, know, you can't have too many wings, I believe, in the NBA and especially in the Eastern Conference. And with how tight this bad boy is going to be, they're going to need as many guys that can shoot the three and play defense as they possibly can get. So, but yeah, that third team is interesting. I'm interested to see who that is um, because we know that more than likely, and that's what, how this deal is going to get done Yeah, regardless of who's involved. So mm-hmm. um it's definitely something we're going to have to keep an eye on. You know what? One, another thing you're going to have to keep an eye on, you know, the Falcons play the Washington Mariners on the road. If you're trying to figure out what you want to do as far as, putting some money down, trying to get some money for this holiday because we know you're going to spend all the money on on the groceries. You know, you're going to need some groceries for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I said it like that. I meant to say it like that. It's a a reason why. If you want to go get some groceries, some money for some groceries, go to betonline.net because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. I was looking at the the odds for – The Falcons, as they get ready to go on the road against the Washington Commanders, Mm -hmm. the over-under is 41. That is low. Goodness gracious. It was 50 last last week against the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Washington Commanders are playing some good defense. The Falcons have A.J. Terrell back. So what to do? Do you trust Taylor Heineken to, to light the scoreboard up or no? Guess what you can do? Go to bed online It's continuously the top online source for all your sports waging information for live in-game betting scores and podcasts. You guys listen to us each and every day. ATL day ones for all your ATL sports needs. Go to, for all your gambling needs. Go to bed today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. bet online is where the game starts.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's interesting that you say where the game starts because for both of these teams, both the Falcons and the commanders, the game as it relates to the postseason may start now because you've got the Falcons at five and six, you have the commanders at six and five. However, they're in a little bit of a different situation, right? Because we found out today, we got confirmation from Arthur Smith, at least some pseudo confirmation that Kyle Pitts and Taquan Graham didn't in, indeed have, quote, MCL procedures. So we at least have that information. Those guys, yeah, whatever that means, those guys are gonna go down. But on the other hand, the Falcons are losing those two for however long. The commanders got their guy back, the beast is back. Chase Young has officially been activated. Jarvis, we talked about this yesterday. Like, dear God, if he's activated, like for real, for real. And they know they're gonna try him out there. Arthur Smith and
0: Dave Ragone, how are you going to scheme for him? It's I mean, to be honest with you, it's not just Chase Young. It's you know, Montez, right? Wade, it's old, you know Jonathan right. Allen, Deron right. Payne, yeah, you know, I'm just being nice doing... and
1: saying <laughs> it's just that one guy. Yeah, they have <laughs> yeah, they've
0: got guys. <laughs> so I I think the main thing for for the Falcons is not to get out of character, right? Don't try mm-hmm. to do anything that you haven't been able to do well yeah. throughout this throughout what, 11 games that you played. So I think that trying to come out here and pass the ball all around the mm-hmm. yard against a team that can rush the passer really well, not right. a great idea. So I, I think that, you know, I think it's going to be as – this is going to be something that you're going to be pretty much as usual.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that – I think you're going to have to try to figure out a way with Kyle Pitts not being around. you got to figure out a way to get Drake London to the ball. The Falcons mm-hmm. have had success. Uh, I think uh, Marcus Mariota is um, from a target standpoint uh, and completion and completion standpoint. I think uh, Marcus Mariota's completing about 60 percent of his passes to uh, um, Drake London, which is yeah. very good. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people have been pointing out, you know, the connection between he and Kyle Pitts. I know we know how that has not worked out um, right. that well this year. But in twenty twenty two. Marcus Mariota to Drake London. It has been pretty successful more often than not. So I think that's something you got to take advantage. Of. We'll find a way to get him the rock, and also continue to run that tater. Yeah, get creative yeah, yeah. with Cordell Patterson, and I think yep. Tyler Algier needs to be heavily involved in this game as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, you have one good thing, and I say this, you know, with kind of tongue in cheek because we don't say necessarily that it's good not to have Kyle Pitts, although. Like you said, the chemistry between him and Marcus Mariota wasn't necessarily great. But right. what you do gain in not having him around is that you would then put guys like Parker Hesse in place who are more of those blocking tight ends. Going right. back to your point, that can provide the O-line with some additional support to be right. able to establish and maintain the run game. So, yeah, I think that yeah. could be of an advantage in, you know, an odd sort of way, if you will. And the other thing is this, and this was kind of a question you asked as well, like, with this situation of having Kyle Pitts out, does that mean an uptick, like a major uptick for Drake London as far as targets are concerned? I would hope not. Because Mm -hmm. for me, Mariota has also shown that he's sneaky good with his chemistry with Demir Bird. And I think that that might be a place where he wants to go again. And even like a Kadero Hodge, he's had some uh success with him as well so I kind of think like this will be interesting because it may be some of those X factors that we don't often talk about that end up getting it helping the Falcons to get this thing done on yeah office.
0: I now, think you make a great point I think you yeah. make a great point because when you think about you know uh Demir Bird and let's not forget a lot kids right a lot of Zaki, tough catches yeah. as well so all a lot a lot of that little underneath stuff that Kyle Pitts may have run when he was in the game Mm -hmm. you can start to give some of those routes and and start to tweak it from a formation standpoint you know we know arthur smith loves his 12 personnel Mm -hmm. now that may have to change too like you might have to run the ball from different formations One formation you may pass the ball out of you may have to run from that those sets Mm -hmm. in the shotgun you may see a lot of that i I believe that you're going to do that and spread those guys out so you Mm kind of get some type of some advantage we know yeah. it's not going to be many <laughs> no point, right. but you got to right. spread those guys out to see if you can find some type of advantage somewhere yeah. along that offensive line uh so I, I think that you know that's going to be the case but but i think you make a great point though it, getting those guys the rock underneath so they can make plays we know we've seen them make plays and make people miss and get some of that cognac mm. um so you know i think that's what's going to be part of have to have to be part of the game plan for arthur smith uh, on sunday
1: Yeah, and make sure that you guys, whatever you do, Falcons 11, make sure you don't let Stevenson's own Montez Sweat act out. Because that was one that I'm like, one of my good friends would kill me if she knew I forgot to mention Montez. But yeah, Yeah. make sure you have accounted for him as well. Now, on the defensive side, Dean Pease is going to have a bit of a daunting task as well, because like you said, this offense First of all, we take it back to last year, and we saw what Taylor Heineke did, you and I, front and center, yeah, yeah, we had a front row seat for that at the Benz Mm, last year. Front row
0: seat, yeah. So we
1: saw him rip the Falcons to shreds, especially in that second half, and really, to me, Jarvis, if I remember correctly, he was able to use all sorts of weapons all over the field so in looking at you know of course brian robinson coming back and antonio gibson but also terry mclaurin still doing his thing curtis samuel i was really thinking okay where do you go first dean is the first goal the number one goal for the falcons defense to focus on the running backs and taking them away or do you take away first and foremost tyler henneke's down the field weapons
0: Oh, you have to start with the run. I mean, I like I don't it uh, to me. It in my opinion, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you're playing. You have to stop that run because at the end of the day, when you're talking about uh from a play calling standpoint mm-hmm. as a defense coordinator, you don't want to get to the point where the Hawks, I mean, the, the hawks. The offense has a two way go right. Yeah. Meaning, if you if you get to the point where the, the offense is 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 whatever they call like whether a run or a pass they're getting mm-hmm. yardage and they're moving the chains and everything yeah. that's when you it gets hard to call plays right you know because you like because at the end of the day nothing's working so mm-hmm. you always have to start with that run game. Once you get that run game under control and then you mm-hmm. force them in past situations, yep. we saw that the Falcons Depth take advantage Depth of that last week. Last week. For Four practice. sacks, you know what I'm saying? And putting Justin Fields on the ground and, and, mm-hmm. and essentially putting them out, putting them out the game yeah. because, you know, they were on his head. Even mm-hmm. when they weren't putting them on the ground for sacks, they were getting those pressures in and making, speeding up that clock. Mm-hmm. And we all know Taylor Heineke, he ain't the best of quarterbacks. He's right. playing really well right now. Right. but if you put that pressure on him, on mm-hmm. him, he will fold and he will give you the ball. And we know yeah. that the Falcons on the back end from a safety standpoint, mm-hmm. they will catch that ball. They will take that bad boy yeah. away like Jalen Hawkins yeah. did against the Bears and close it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that as well about what you just going after the run and kind of stuffing that. Because in my mind, I'm also seeing third and long and I'm like, boy, oh, boy. If the Falcons can get third and long, and then you can get from, uh, like you said, Jalen Hawkins and just kind of get from uh, Richie Grant, that same performance that we saw, of course it was last week with uh, Jalen Hawkins, but even a couple weeks ago, I think with uh Seattle with mm-hmm. uh, Richie Grant, now yeah. those guys are like, yeah, now you got to pass that ball. Right. And the other piece I like is this of what Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins maybe don't get enough credit for is when they do play close to the line of scrimmage, those guys really do take tackling seriously. They oh, no. will fit, they will go and look they will go after that running back and they will look to bring him down so that he never even gets to the second level, but if he does, they're waiting for him. So I really do like that tandem uh from the safety perspective and of course like you said with AJ Terrell coming back, really a great opportunity to also keep the passing game in check. But yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see because the other piece is not that you have all of the Falcons players from a year ago, but you certainly have enough for them to remember they don't want that smoke from last year that they got from Taylor Heidi King company. Mm-hmm. They don't want no, that no, bad no. taste in their mouth. But listen, that's a that's an interesting game because that game is juxtaposed juxtaposed just like so many other games in the NFL, where it is way more critical than you would have thought, even three, four weeks ago. So if you want to talk about the biggest games out there and you've got three games. Three games tomorrow for Thanksgiving Day. You can hear all about it on Locked On Sports Today. They are going to be giving some instant reactions come Friday on those games and some of the potential impacts to the playoff picture. Uh, They'll be talking about the biggest games all across sports, right? And so we'll find out what are their thoughts on situations like what we saw between Pat Beverly and Devin Booker. Hmm. Want to know about it? You should check those guys out because they always give you the insight. And sometimes they'll have great guests like our own Jarvis Davis. JD pulled up to Locked On Sports today and had a good time with them. And of course, they have a similar segment to For the Culture where they give you their take of the day. So again, you listen to us on your Odyssey app. You download us wherever you get your podcast. And you check us out on YouTube. Do the same for Locked On Sports today.
0: Locked on Sports Atlanta family, listen in closely. You see, when I start talking like this, this I'm about to say something very important. I want to say thank you for almost getting us to 5,000 subscribers. I want to take that almost out of that sentence and say getting us to 5,000 subscribers. You know how that's going to happen? You're going to have to hit that subscribe button when you go to our YouTube channel to check us out. If you have not subscribed, go ahead and do it. Stop being lame go ahead and get with the cool kids. If you have subscribed, we really, really appreciate you for that in advance. And I will be doing something silly once we hit 5,000. I don't know what yet, but I am. But so yeah, I might take a shot on air or something like that. You know, Who knows? We'll figure it out. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's how we get down on the show. Today is no different. Now, I talked about kicking with somebody at Thanksgiving at the top of the show, but um our friend friend of the show maria martin had a very interesting question and we thought we would revisit that question yeah we still in it yeah that's how we do that's how cool we are like she ain't gonna trip because she yeah. might see this in my life like yeah yeah, I appreciate the y'all. Family, right? yeah. Family. yeah it's all in the family right here baby so you know that's how we get down so the whole, the whole question was what a tl sports figure would you like to eat thanksgiving dinner with so you know I'm gonna go ahead. So, how you want to do this? T? you want to go first or you want to no, first?
1: no, you go for it. You go all for right. it. I'm right, interested okay. to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so uh, mine's kind of all
0: together, right?
1: Long time <laughs> ATL watch it all these things <laughs> from Ben.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh mine has a theme to it, right? So, first of all, uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things in life, right? So uh and one of those things that I, I've been thankful for. And that I will continue to be thankful for and I will be thankful to this for this person until I leave here I know we said atL sports figure but I'm out to start off with my mom love to do that because to catch her up I know she's looking down on me and everything but you know just to be able to have a conversation and have some some have her taste my cooking. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I used to look forward to it so much as a child growing up and everything and, you know, going down to Big Mama's house and going to go eat and she would bring certain things down there, but she was always, would cook a Thanksgiving dinner at the house and mm-hmm. we would always have food in the, in the house to, to kind of eat leftovers you know, right. until we got tired of them and mm-hmm. wanted to throw up. <laughs> I'm like, Mama, I don't want to eat no more uh, 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 leftovers, but I ain't cooking, so you, that's what you got. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I would love to, uh, I had to start off with her with uh having Thanksgiving giving with her to kind of just, you know, just get that, that feeling again, you know, being around mama. You know, I can't go with that one. But these, my next two though, T, these kind of go together. All right. Okay. So the first one is prime, like Thanksgiving dinner with my guy, Deion Sanders for all you don't know. Like y'all, don't, if you don't know, like I am the biggest fan of D. L. Sanders. There probably ever is in life. Like to me, he's the best player to probably pay that has played in the NFL. Don't argue with me. I don't care. I have so many, so many ways to to argue you down. So don't even start. It's not even worth your time. All right. So <laughs> I'm gonna start off the conversation with man. Appreciate you what you're doing, Prime. Everything you got going on at JSU. I get it, man. I love that man, but. If you really want to prove these folks wrong, yes, I'm saying I'm talking in I'm talking Atlanta lingo right now. If you want to prove these folks wrong, you call Georgia Tech and say, "Hey, if y'all wanted to try something different and be better, hire me." And then you know, after we had Prime kind of settle down, because I know he probably argued me down, like, "Nah, y'all I don't want to do that," and all that stuff. That's cool, but yeah, we're gonna come to a, a, a agree to disagree. Then um, I'm a, he gonna leave, and then I'm a, I'm invite athletic director for Georgia Tech, Jay Back, to the house to the career. He coming to the house. He coming to the country, and I'm like Jay, stop being cheap. <laughs> don't try to hire Brent Key. Go ahead, find the money. I know you got some old booster that's sitting around, around sitting around the house with so much money that he don't know what to do with. You call him. I know you know the, I know you know his number. Go ahead and call him Jay Beck and say, Hey, I need this money, and I want you to be very specific too. I need this money to hire Deion Sanders. What you say? I need you to hire, get this money so I can hire Deion Sanders. Yes, because <laughs> Georgia Tech needs a lightning jolt in the system because it is so much mediocrity over there right now, and they just need somebody like Prime. So yeah, those are my three people that I would like to have Thanksgiving dinner. With. Okay,
1: certainly interesting perspectives. I tell you now, USF <laughs> and Colorado might have something to say about that. I'm but, sure they will. <laughs> yes. And maybe the J State boosters will have something to say about that as yeah, well. I'm might sure come they from will my try head everything head. in their power to retain him at least Indeed. for a few more years. And and off the offshoot a little bit there, I, I hope that he stays for a minute because uh, of that relationship that he's built with Travis Hunter. Although. Who knows, if he leaves, he probably You take get one out. freebie. Yeah. Shadour yeah. and right. Travis might be,
0: uh, it might be a package deal going on around here. But yeah. no, George Tech, Lord knows George Tech need a quarterback. They could, yeah, they could use the package. <laughs> yes, they could
1: use the deal. <laughs> yes, but as far as my people are concerned, who I'd like <laughs> to sit down at the Thanksgiving dinner table with, first and foremost, Dean Pease because i love yes, love cool. going to falcons on thursdays because we get the coordinators it's a laid back atmosphere yeah so going dean peace and marquise williams and you know i love me some marquis so if, like he can come too no problem we'll put another plate up for <laughs> you package deal yeah but dean Peace gives you some Deanisms, like the things yes. that he says you just walk away like feeling like you're smarter and i mean just so much rich experience in the NFL. He is truly, truly a winner over and over again at the highest level. So would love to just sit down and chat with him about more than just sports. I'm sure he's like a walking encyclopedia. And then uh, my second person would be Nate McMillan because coach has a wicked sense of humor. He is sneaky with it, is hilarious. Oh, yes. And I don't think people know that about Nate. <laughs> but yeah, he, he literally, we, we were at an event and I had three events that day. And so the Hawks event was the second one. And He was like, oh, so you, you gonna pull up now? We're we about to shut this down. And, and oh, you just gonna pull up late. So- Man, I didn't even know you knew who I was. <laughs> so that was just. They, know, like a they sneak know. Yeah. yeah. And then he'll get like, he'll sneak you something in a post game presser every now and again if you're paying attention. So he's got like a wicked sense of humor. And then my third person would be Michael Harris II oh, because yeah. I had an opportunity to meet him and his mom. And something just tells me that Mama down in Locust Grove can get it in. I just think sis can burn. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm not, because, you know, of course. He's a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Incorporated. So I'm yes, going Lord, to assume that she does everything wonderfully. Of course she does. Of course she does. So I would just pull up at the Harris table and just be like, "Soror, what you got for me?" Woo-hoo. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we can go on and on about all the great people that we would love to sit down and do Thanksgiving dinner with. And listen, we hope that you guys have an excellent thing.
0: absolutely as
1: well that you have some loved ones surrounding you. And that you're able to appreciate all of the great things that God has given you all the many, many blessings, and we hope that you are able to walk into Thanksgiving with someone other than yourself having eaten a whole lot of red velvet, because what I want to see Is Red Velvet getting eaten alive tonight at State Farm Arena. I love me some Kevin Herter, but Red Velvet, we ain't got no time for you tonight. No,
0: no homecoming games going down here tonight. No,
1: not that, not that. (laughs) We're going to take a day off because we want to celebrate Thanksgiving with our family and friends. But we'll be right back on Friday with the ATL Hangout. So our guys, John Chuckery and Mark Zeno will join us on Friday to do some downloads on the sports scene in ATL.
0: Y'all come back now, you hear? ATL Hangouts on Friday is going down.